Hey there, enjoying SBO Perspectives? Make sure to like, subscribe, and rate us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Now, on to this week's episode. Welcome to SBO Perspectives, the pulse of school business. In the official podcast of ASBO International. It is the official podcast of ASBO International, and I am Dr. Jack Ryan Mitchell, here along with the esteemed John Bricado. John Bricado. So um, this is a good episode. I mean, you hear me probably said this, let's see, we had 150 episodes, 150 times, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but nonetheless, uh, he mentioned he is... Well, I'll let you get into it, you know, for all this is, um, and we'll, we'll just talk more about it later on, but this is a great episode. Yeah, today we have Chad Green. Chad is the CFO down in Alabama at the Gulf Shores City School District, and he tells a really fascinating story expounding on his article that was in the SBA a couple months ago about how he was a county school district in Alabama, the community voice there wanting to kind of splinter away and become a city school district, and... Chad really kind of explains why that has been best for the community and really all of the speedboat like you'll get that in the interview types yeah. of things that they can do and have that kind of nimbleness to to make plans makes and, sense you Definitely. know so whether it's building a new high school or introducing new programming you know he goes through a lot and you know we didn't get this in the interview but he did mention that he is a, an emerging leader of yeah, last year, I believe, and now yeah, he's, he's mentoring, mentoring this now. year so yep. uh, very strong Asbel International ties and he did blame or maybe not blame but say that carrie, carrie austin, austin was yeah, the reason yeah. <laughs> so carrie if you're listening well, good, you did good carrie. thanks for recruiting yeah <laughs> but at any rate uh we had a fascinating conversation and we hope you yes. enjoy our conversation with chad today today in the podcast we have chad green chad is the chief school financial officer at gulf shores city schools in alabama chad welcome to the podcast we're happy to have you thank welcome, you chad yeah, so good yeah. to have you on. Wow. I mean, uh, you know, we've been, if you haven't heard the podcast, we were talking a little bit prior to, and, um, you know, I know you mentioned you just just not heard of it, and, you know, perhaps you'll be listening to it in the future. Um, we've been talking to folks all around the country, so it's great. Uh, we were in Alabama one time before, I believe, with Kerry, yeah. uh, but it's, it's so awesome. We've been in about 20 different states, so it's good to have you on. Thanks for taking the time. We're honored to have anybody on, so especially when you're coming on, so... Thank you. Yeah, Chad, thank you. And, you know, what we typically do when we have guests on, um, especially brand new guests, is just give them an opportunity, give you an opportunity today to just give the audience a flavor of who you are, your background, and really how you came to be where you're at today. Okay. Well, um, yes, my name is Chad Green. Um, grew up in Alabama. Um, I currently live here in Gulf Shores. Um, I'm the chief school financial officer for... Um, for Gulf Shores. A uh, little background, my, so I have a wife, her name's Sarah Beth, have two kids, uh, six, or Margaret is six, and Chance is two. Okay. Um, so nice. as far as accounting goes, I really got started in public accounting. I was a auditor um, for about six years. Um, I started out doing audits of hospitals, which was pretty unique. And then, um, then started doing some more uh, municipality type audits, um, which is where I kind of got involved with school systems. Um, <clears throat> and one of the school systems I was 
auditing at the time was uh, Satsuma City Schools, which is also here in Alabama. And so their CFO retired. And so I took that position. Uh, I was there for nice. a couple of years um, and kind of was, I was kind of seeing some of the things going on in Gulf Shores at the time. Um, I knew there was a lot of talk about the city and uh, the school system trying to kind of separate from the county school system and start their own city school system. And so I was kind of watching that. Um, and when that job came open, um, I actually didn't even apply for the position, which was kind of <laughs> unique. Um, the superintendent nice. reached out to me. Um, we kind of discussed it. I um, came and interviewed and got mm -hmm. the position in April of 2019. The rest, is history. That's, the rest is history. That's right. So here I am. Oh, well, Chad, congratulations. Yes, that's the best way to go, though, when they call you, you know, because, yeah. you know, they want you. And it's always great to be wanted and they know that you fit in so great. What is it like living in the district in which you work and having children in the district? Do you, do you find that being complicated? Does it make things easier? Or what, what has been your take on it? Well, my, so it's kind of funny you ask that because my wife is a school teacher. And so one of the interview questions I had whenever I came down here was, what do you think about you know, your wife coming to work here and so on and so forth. And I'm like, well, you know, I kind of, <laughs> I kind of missed that question. I said, well, I'm not real sure, you know, how that would work. I don't, the dynamics or whatever. And so, and when I did that, they kind of cut me off and said, well, we're trying to start a school system where we really and you value the families and value oh, great. the time together. And so that was, that yeah. was great to hear. That's yeah. yeah. As far as the kids go, when my when my daughter started pre-K uh, here, it's great because our central office is within walking distance of our elementary school. So I walk over there and get her every Good afternoon. Feeling. So, nice. you know, it's those little things as a dad you don't really think about, but you kind of value as you get a little older. So um, oh, that time. Absolutely. So it's it's great to have, you know, my whole family's here. So as soon as my That's son awesome. gets out of daycare, we'll have everybody here. So. That's great. <laughs> the and, whole family. And I, and I got, have family. to assume you're saving That's some money awesome. on uh, commuting costs with, with fuel, right? Carpool, no problem. You're right. <laughs> and everybody's on time, too. <laughs> Can't beat that. Well, listen, this is one of the reasons why we have you on here, Chad. Um, you know, when we saw this article over the summer, uh, just a few months ago in the SBA about building a district from the ground up, we said, what is this? It was it was amazing to see that and to read through it. And I know a lot of our listeners probably do have the SBA, you know, former members or, or regular members of ASMA International. But, um, you know, there's a lot there. And just to have in a couple of pages in, in the magazine, we need to have you expound on it more. So could you maybe start off, I guess, with just how this this whole district came about? The district? Yeah, so the um, so we're, we were with the county school system, which I'm not sure how it works in other states, but in Alabama, there's mainly county school systems, which may have, you know, is, you know, 15 cities and school systems. And so within our particular county is, is Baldwin County, and they have about 40 schools um, in the county. So I think living in Gulf Shores, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with the area, but we're down here on the beach in the Gulf of Mexico. So oh, we, okay. um, a lot of tourism, a lot of sales tax dollars drive our community. Um, 
and we our community brings in a large portion of the tax revenue for the county and i think our i think our city officials kind of were starting to see that they were kind of getting a little frustrated with maybe seeing tax dollars spent in elsewhere in the county on I other see. schools and so that that's kind of what started the the drive to start a city school break apart and so they mm -hmm. kind of started talking about that doing some analysis um doing some census data growth like seeing what the city would look like long term yeah. um and when they had a uh, city council meeting um back in i think it was 2017 there was just city support like community support were lining out the the, uh, the the halls so at that point yeah. i think they knew what they wanted to do as far as moving forward Okay. And so, you know, after that, it was it took a couple of years to kind of work with the county, work with the mm -hmm. state department, get everything, you know, lined up to to start the the school system. But it's kind of, you know, I think our superintendent uses the analogy. We live down here on the water, so it's kind of a analogy we like to use. And one of the waterways is the canal, which is very it's pretty narrow, but you see a lot of uh, barges and stuff going down. And one analogy he likes to use is. You know, think of it like with a city school system, you're you're coming in with a speedboat and you can easily maneuver around. You can spend your money how you want. And with, you know, a county school system, you're coming down with a big barge. It just takes, you know, you can't just turn, just it, turn it around on time. You can't. And some people may not understand that analogy, but we live down here on the water. So it's kind of Speed an analogy boat. Yeah. to use. Yeah. So like it's just, it. you know, being able to kind of see what works well if we need to maneuver quickly we can maneuver quickly um you know with a county school system it's hard to do that because you're you're not involving if you're changing something for one city school or one school system you have to change it for all of them right so yep. it's a little different um so we just wanted that flexibility um from what we offer our students and how we spend our money really so it's awesome and, i like that analogy was, yeah <laughs> and what were those main challenging points when you're trading in your barge for a speedboat did your did the city council have the authority to change over to a city school district were there any issues with like teacher contracts like were the, what were those kind of major hurdles that you had to overcome well so yeah so when there was a lot of hurdles at, at first trying to get just you know working with the county school and getting everything uh, and working with the state department and getting everything kind of switched but um, yeah, I mean, I think with as far as we had employees here, so the school buildings themselves were here, the employees were here. So when the count, when we broke away from the county school system, we had to work with the state department, figure out what funding was going to look like, how many teacher units we were going to have. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there was a lot of stressful moments, especially, you know, my my job was very stressful trying to get everything set up, get everything ready in, you know, a few months. But we also had teachers that did not know if they were going to have a position or not. Um, That's true. Yeah. And so there was a lot of stress and probably anxiety amongst a lot of people in the community at the time. I think everybody knew long term what we wanted, what it was going to look like, but the it change. Was, yeah, tough. it was a it it's was a mind, big yeah. change. And you know, these teachers are having to make the decision, do I want to stay in Gulf Shores and be a mm -hmm. part of the city school system or do I want to go with the county and yeah. go to another school system within the county? They had that mm -hmm. option. Right. And uh so there was a, I mean, 
a lot of our meetings, a lot of our board meetings were filled with employees and they were asking, you know, when are we going to know if we have a job? And so there's a lot of, uh, a lot of stressful moments during sure. and challenging now, times. During that. Now, yeah. Now, now you were appointed, right, as the first CFO um, initially, and I'm sure there are some other challenges there as well. Um, more so, I read in the article about the budgeting, right, and working with the stakeholders. Um, maybe you could just let us know a little about that. And also, I guess, since that's been in place now, you've now, I still can't believe it, you've got this brand new district, right, for the past four years. Um, how's the journey been like as well? Yeah, so, um, you know, we, we uh, from a budget perspective, you know, I just, when I got here, I just, you know, I tried to make, before I left, I just tried, my old district, I just tried to make a list of, hey, these are the things I like. These are the things I don't like. These are the things I want to completely start over, do something new, whether it be a software or, or whatever. Um, <coughs> luckily, our in the state of Alabama, most of everybody's accounting software, software everybody uses the same thing. So didn't have to really, you know, shop out the accounting software, but, you know, just trying to figure out like onboarding processes, payroll. I mean, I didn't have a payroll manager at the time. And so having to figure the payroll part out and getting 250 employees put in a system for payroll was, was quite the challenge. But as far as the budget goes, you know, we, once we got a baseline from the state department based on how many teacher units we were going to have, mm -hmm. Our salaries are probably 80% of our budget, which is probably pretty normal pretty across typical. the country. Yep. yep. Mm -hmm. um, so once we got a baseline for, hey, this is how many teacher units we're going to have. This is how many custodians we need in the buildings. And this is how many admin positions we need. I was able to kind of get most of our budget, you know, put together. And at that point, that's when my superintendent and I would go to the city for the finance committee. And we would just talk to them like, Hey, we really, we, you know, I think I, I said that we, if we go meet with the finance committee, we don't want to, like, do we want to be just a standard school system that offers what they have to offer, you know, or do we want to be different? And to be different, we're going to, you know, we need X amount of local funding. And so while we get our tax base, we also get support from our city. Um, through or through city appropriations, so that really helps us. Um, and it's just them—they're showing them their support to you know make us not be just a school system that offers the base programs. Right, and, and I mean, do you feel like you have a collaborative relationship with the city of Gulf Shores? I mean, being a little bit more nimble as a city school district, are you are you seeing that kind of on the other side with with the city finance officials as well? Yeah, I mean, we meet with them monthly it seems like but yeah. yes i i try to attend all the city council meetings um we have a good relationship with them um until this day i mean there we're built we're starting site work for a new high school it's 150 million dollars wow and mm. they're funding the whole thing the it's city is growing <laughs> that's wow. amazing so, um we are uh we're constantly working with them um and you know they're they have just as much share in this as we do. And they, they know and they understand if you have a great school system, your city will grow right. and you're attracting you know, students and 
it helps them out just like it helps us out. So, yeah, I mean, Gulf Shores sounds like it's the place to be. I mean, you have a hundred and fifty million dollar <laughs> high school on the horizon. But in addition to that, I mean, you've reached a green ribbon status and you're ranked among the top ten in your state. Um, what are you most proud of? I mean, what do, what do you like to share with your peers and kind of really boast about Gulf Shores and what you've been able to do there? Well, I think from the CFO side of things, I'm proud that we're able to offer all the academic and 100%. athletic yeah. <laughs> programs that we want to offer and still we're still growing our reserves. Um, and uh, we've we've grown to about six months reserves since 2019. The state requires one month. So we're really wow. proud of being able to do that. But excellent from a from a parent's perspective and a com- community perspective, um, I think, you know, living here close to Gulf of Mexico, we're really taking advantage of the opportunity that has. I mean, we have scuba classes, our scuba, scuba certification, oyster harvesting. We do beach, beach dune restoration. Um, we're close to the airport, so we have students that build airplanes. We we our, our school system is right next to the state park, and so our students um, we got a donation for uh, bicycles, so our students do biking field trips through the state park. And you know, I think I say all that to say is, you know, I just think that we, when we moved here and we started a school system, we saw the opportunity that our community offers. I mean, our community is run off tourism and the beach, and we're teaching our students the importance of sustaining that. And that's great. Um, offering them, you know, opportunities that maybe they can have a, a job when they graduate because they're doing these things. So, you know, I, I got to just comment too, Chad, as any good host should do, we do our background investigations on our guests. And when we were looking at your website, your district looks absolutely gorgeous. And it, on top of that, as you were talking Beautiful. about the bikes and the beach and everything, there just seems to be so much opportunity for students. So, I mean, I would be just as proud as you were kind of going through all those things. It looks amazing. And, uh, you know, congratulations on all those successes. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's where you live. That's what's so great about this story, right, John? Yeah. Is that the stake, the stake of the city, the stake of himself, right, being a resident and all the ones around him, they're all invested in his district and it's growing. I mean, wouldn't be surprised one day if you have an Olympic hopeful coming out of a... Uh, you know, right. Gulf Shores <laughs> work like in one of the water sports competitions, yeah, right? Michael because you guys <laughs> are really cultivating that down there. It's awesome. So speaking now, you know, you kind of mentioned what's good for them. And I, that's my next question uh, to you, Chad, is like mostly around the future. So um, how do you see the district progressing, you know, more so in the future, right? Um, you have all these um, extra things that you mentioned and you're growing. Um, and then, from this perspective of how successful you've been, do you see the story as being maybe a blueprint for other districts? And maybe why, why would you see that? Yeah, so the first part of the question, um, I mean, since 2019, we're, we've seen about 6% growth every year. Wow. So oh, wow. That's big. You know, yeah, you don't see it doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're talking about school systems. <laughs> After this podcast, it's going to be more too. <laughs> right, yeah. right. And so, <laughs> it can certainly bring infrastructure challenges. Um, we're definitely seeing that at the elementary school. Mm-hmm. Um, the city's done about $30 million in additions and renovations since we started nice, in 2019. Nice. Um, and like I just like I mentioned, we got the high school that we're 
started site work on, um, mm-hmm. hope to open in a couple of years. Um, so, you know, we're, we're growing and it's, yes. we're trying to, we're trying to keep up. Um, and, you know, I think we're with our building, with the construction, the way we're really starting to try to go is we have a lot of, I mean, most of our school systems are old, like a lot of people. And, you know, they're just traditional brick and mortar, you know, closed walls, classrooms, the new construction we're starting to do, we're trying to collect, you know, do more collaboration space. Um, we're really trying to implement a, um, you know, where the students can learn where they are. So when I say that, I mean, you know, if a, if a kid's in third grade, but on a math or fifth grade math level, they can transition from classrooms through collaboration space to go learn at a fifth grade level. That way That's they're awesome. not in the, in still in the third grade and there's, they're always progressing. Um, wow. So we're trying to, you know, implement some of that stuff. And, you know, I'm, I'm an accountant, so I'm, I'm really more just trying to figure out how to pay for it. But, you know, I'm yeah. in all these meetings and it's really cool, like with my daughter coming up and my son coming up, just having being able to have this opportunity. Um, I'm really happy to be, you know, that my kids are in this school system for sure. So um, and as far as a blueprint goes, um, yeah, I mean, I think everybody, you know, could have that opportunity. You know, I think with a city school system it is you got to have community you got to have city support behind you i've I've heard of a lot of city school systems that you know you know they they struggle getting tax dollars passed or whatever because they don't have the community support now we're fortunate here we haven't had to pass a lot of taxes we can we can fund a lot of stuff through our tourism dollars our sales tax and things like that um but you know the city school system can really, you know, you're able to offer a lot of programs that you may not be able to because you can, you sure. kind of decide, right? I mean, you, mm-hmm. you're not trying to deal with 40 other school systems and trying to, or, you know, 20 high schools trying to figure out well, what kind of, you know, programs do I want to offer my kids at this high school? Um, so I think it does take a lot, um, a lot of, you know, support. And I think that's the main thing is that you got to have that support. Um, and with, with your, with your city and your community to, to make it work for sure. That's great. And, and, you know, something popped in my head as you were kind of expounding on the new high school a little bit, just from an infrastructure standpoint, do you have to take into special consideration, any kind of building materials or certain architectural for weather events? Like, do you get a lot of Gulf storms or hurricanes down in Gulf shores? Is that something you need to factor in when building a brand new facility? Yes, we do. We will our, you know, windows and things like that will be hurt has has to be hurricane rate rated down here to meet um, code. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's certainly some cost in that area that'll that'll increase because where we live, um, you know, we had a pretty bad hurricane a couple of years ago down here. Um, so <laughs> since we started, we've had what we started, we had COVID, and then we had a hurricane. Right, right. Now things That's finally right. You got a lot of You got to do all that. <laughs> I know that that, that 150 no. million is not going to take you as far anymore, you know? <laughs> um, but, yeah. And hey, one thing I, else I wanted to mention as far as the city school sure. system, if you look back at the article, you'll notice in Alabama all top 10 schools on the state report card are city school systems. So I think that shows 
probably the advantage. Um, yeah, the flexibility you guys have. have. Yeah. Yeah. Not a coincidence. Not a speedboats, right? <laughs> Top ten speedboats. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, Chad, you've told us an amazing story today, and we appreciate you yes. taking time out of your of your busy day to do so. And you know, winding down here. Anytime we have someone on the podcast, we always like to leave our guests with an opportunity to impart advice on our listeners. So if you're speaking to a brand new school business official um, or somebody who's been in the seat for their entire career, what piece of advice can you offer today? Well, I think one thing that is important is, and I'm sure you guys have heard this, and it's always a joke at conferences, right? Like you're you're always the person that says no. And right. so... I think, I think, you know, with us being a new school system, we had the opportunity to find ways to fund opportunities for our students. And I think just one piece of advice is, you know, just to remember that our job is not to say no all the time. It's to provide what the best opportunities are for our students within our community that they're, you know, takes advantage of where they live. I mean, if there's like a beach, like we have, you know, we have programs designed for that particular thing. If there's manufacturing plants and and our airports and schools can design programs for that community, I think it's just important that we acknowledge what our students, you know, want and what they're mm-hmm. passionate about. And I think if you offer students what they're passionate about, then, you know, they will you'll see your system grow and you'll see a lot of support surrounding your system and and in the community. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. Well, Chad, this isn't great. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, Our listeners will definitely have delight in this episode. I'm certain. So thank you for sharing again. Yeah. Thank you, Chad. We appreciate your time today. Thank you guys. Thank you again for tuning into SBO Perspectives. We hope you enjoyed our conversation with Chad. Really fascinating story and how that school district has really evolved more recently. And, you know, like you said, the blueprint is fascinating and could hopefully be replicated across the country. I mean, but think about it. The title itself captivated me, right, in looking at SBO over the summer, um, building a district from the ground up. Yeah, quite literally. That's what it was. You know, the county, he said, was the barge, right? The superintendent said it was a barge and it was moving slow and it makes sense. 20 different high schools, you got to wait on this and that. Now they move at their own pace. Think about all the stuff they're doing. And he said, the top districts are... districts. There you go. So um, great, great story. Um, Glad he came, was able to come on. And you know what? I might want to go down and visit the Gulf. Sure. Look at that website. I mean, it looks beautiful. Just just on aesthetics alone, I mean, I'm I'm in. So, so if, yeah. if you're nearby, <laughs> go yeah, visit. by Gulf Shores. It looks like the place this is to by be. by airport, too. So fly right yeah. out there, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. But thanks again to Chad and, and yes. especially to all of you listening. We appreciate your support week after week because we love doing this and love bringing you new content and new yes. fascinating stories each week. So with that, we will see you next week at the ASBO International Annual yep. Conference. So all right. If you're not there, tune in because we are going to have some really fascinating interviews with uh, the Legislative Advocacy Committee, con- conference attendees, and, uh, you know, everything under the sun. A lot of so, good stuff. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. We'll uh, stay tuned and we'll see you next week.